What's up, y'all? I'm back. I told y'all I'm going to be consistent. All right. I told you I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to stay true to my word. If you're new here, I'm Riss. I probably will be at some point your favorite introvert. <laughs> I'm a creative. I'm a sports fanatic. Some people say well of wisdom, but I'll let you determine that for yourself. This is a forever evolving podcast, not podcast, vlog, not vlog, teaching segment, non-teaching segment. I'm not categorizing as anything. I'm going to let you as the audience watch this, listen to this, interpret it however you want, categorize it what you want, and go with God. All right? That's the agreement that we had. So we're going to stick to that. Cool, cool, cool. I'm on this journey, and I hope those of you who are listening decide to be on this journey with me to coming a resolve about purpose in life and doing what God has called us to do. The first session was about identity reimagined. This session, now that we have context, is coming to a resolve or how to come to a resolve with your purpose um, and doing what God has called you to do. Accepting what God has called you to do is hard, y'all. It's hard. A lot of times what he called us to do comes with a level of sacrifice. There's a level of consecration that most of us have to live, you know, and there's a level of understanding that comes with it, like what he called us to do, how he wants us to use our gifts is for a greater good. It's for something that is beyond us, something that is bigger than us. All of us have a group of people, a community, a culture that we're supposed to reach, whether it's big or small. And our submission to God, our yes to God is attached to someone else's freedom. You know, our freedom is attached to somebody else's deliverance. And that is a hard pill to swallow. So the longer we drag our feet and say, no, I don't want to do this. No, I'm going to remain hidden. I'm good where I'm at. The longer we are prolonging somebody else's freedom, you know, and that is something that's hard to digest. That's hard to digest. So before we go any further, I want to define three things for you guys. The first one is resolve. I don't like this definition, but I'm just going to go with it. It is a resolution or determination that needs to be made as to follow some course of action. We're going to have to follow up with some actions, action items. How are we going to walk this out? The second is purpose. What is purpose? It is the reason for which something exists or is done, made, or used. And what are spiritual gifts? Spiritual gifts are abilities that God gives to believers for service in the church. Okay. So three things I want to define. As creatives, it's easy for us to hide behind our creative gifts, our creative talents. It's what makes us feel safe. It's our level of expression. You know, it is it is who we are, but it's not all of what we are. But it's what we 
run to because it helps us process it helps us release and sometimes even helps us to connect to other people you know it's very very easy for us to box ourselves in and other people to box us in to what we do creatively to what we present to the earth however us only subscribing to our creative gifts it kind of in a way in this conscious unconsciously i believe limiting god and saying that this is the only thing that he's willing to give us it's the only thing that he's willing to impart into us and I don't think it's fair, you know, to God to just say, hey, I'm only going to operate in this one avenue. Forget all the other avenues. I don't care about that. And it's kind of putting a limit on how he can even use us as vessels. Okay. So with that being said, um, there's more, there's more in us. There is more in us. So I think some of our frustrations as creatives is because we feel like we're hitting a gas ceiling. We're healing a glass ceiling and it's like, okay, I don't know what else to do. I don't know where else to go from here. And which is why you see some of the people that we admire. I'm not going to name celebrities. They venture out to other stuff because they get to a point in life where your creativity can take you but so far. But there's other things. There's other aspects of you that need to be released so people can glean from, you know, that you can also express yourself as well through. So in the church, I believe that there was an error a moment in history where our creativity wasn't understood it was misunderstood it, people didn't know how to handle it now we're in this new era in this new phase in history to where i believe ministries church leaders organizations are understanding how important creatives are and how it could further the mission and that's kind of due to the pandemic where (laughs) everything was shut down and people didn't know what to do so they called on the people who's been in the background the whole time and say hey i need help although it's great to kind of be accepted for what we possess create creatively in a weird way we are now accepted for our creative gifts but our spirit man is being neglected we're being called on to produce these videos we're being called on to sing we're being called on to play we're being called on to design we're being called on to help you know think of strategy to how to you know grow a a ministry how to grow a platform how to you know give voice to the voiceless but we're being neglected or overlooked from with our with the spiritual gifts that we possessed. I can't really say that it's done on purpose. Um, I think the rejected mind part of my brain that I'm still working through, still trying to get delivered from, say that, oh no, it is on purpose. Like you just want me for my gifts and talents. They're so used to us pouring out that I, I think it's, 
kind of underestimated or underlooked or not highly that we don't necessarily get spaces or spaces aren't created for us to get poured into. Okay. And there's more to us than what we contribute to a ministry, to a platform, to an organization. It's it's more than that. We are not just creatives, but we also our souls we we are our souls we you know we have a soul <laughs> we are also ministers in our own right you know and we all been commissioned to spread the good news and our creativity has been you know defined refined cultivated but our spirit man has in our spiritual gifts hasn't and we're not necessarily the first people that you know leaders look to to build up you know to train to be sent out as missionaries to be sent out as evangelists to be sent out as pastors to be sent out as teachers to be sent out as prophets and it, it kind of hurts, you know, it kind of hurts because there's this cry on like, man, I also want to be discipled. I want to be discipled beyond uh, what I can give, beyond what I can contribute, you know, from a creative standpoint. And and that that's what makes it hard, I think, for us to grasp that our purpose is bigger is more than this, than just one avenue, than just one gift. I think it also makes it hard to accept that God wants to use us in different ways because we have been boxed in and pigeonholed into this one realm, and that is creativity, right? Um, I was reading... And we're going we gonna to be in the scriptures, y'all, today. Ephesians chapter 3, 7 through 13. Where, I'm sorry, verse 7. God treated me with kindness, what Paul says. God treated me with kindness. His power worked in me, and it became my job to spread the good news. I am the least important of all God's people, but God was kind and chose me to tell the Gentiles that because of Christ, there are blessings that cannot be measured. God who created everything wanted me to help everyone understand the mysteries, the mysterious plans that had always been hidden in his mind. Then God will use the church to show the powers and authorities in the spiritual world that he has many different kinds of wisdom. Okay, okay, I'm going to plow through this. I'm going to plow through this. And then I skip down into, I'm going to keep on reading to verse 13. And God did this according to his internal plan. And he was able to do what he had planned because of all, because of Christ Jesus our lord oh because of all christ jesus our lord had done sorry i could read this is not hooked on phonics christ now gives us courage and confidence so we can come to god by faith that right there bless me i ain't gonna hold you then in chapter four it gives more context to 
the gifts, spiritual gifts that God has given, you know, believers. And it says, and it's talking about the unity of the church, but we just want to focus on verse 11, where Christ chose some of us to be apostles, prophets, missionaries, pastors, and teachers. So his people would learn to serve and his body would grow strong. This will continue until we are united by our faith and by our understanding of the Son of God. Then we will become mature just as Christ is and we will be completely like him. And then last, uh, in Matthew, I believe this is 28, the Great Commission, where it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted that it was really he. This is the Amplified Version. So I got parentheses, y'all. <clears throat> the other the other two scriptures were from the CUV Version. Jesus came up and said to him, All authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. Those three scriptures, who blessed me, it gives language to what else we're supposed to be doing here on earth. But the hard part is, is God, how do I accept the different offices that you might be placing me into without being discipled, without being put in the space to learn, to be cultivated. I might be an evangelist, but God, how do I even know how to maneuver? Yes, your word is here. Yes, your word is here. And yes, we can be led by the Holy Ghost. You know, revelation could be downloaded. But also, I would like to learn. I would like to glean, you know, from others who have studied, you know, the Bible. How do I know, you know, to operate in the prophetic? How do I, you know, how do I become a... Um, what should we call it? The teachers when uh, not well-rounded, but like not well-rounded teacher, but teacher that knows what they're talking about. <laughs> um, how do I become that? You know, when there's not necessarily a space for me to grow into that. There's your your spirit, man, your soul. In some ways, are being neglected. We're often overlooked. We're offered often passed on you know very rarely I'm mean, not count on my hand how many times like let's just say a pastor or a preacher or whatever was going through the church and you know praying with people never stopped by the sound booth <laughs> never stopped by the musicians never stopped by the photographer never stopped by the videographer you know oftentimes we'll come into ministries we'll come into organizations and very rarely are we asked how are we doing where are we at in our spiritual walk you know are we struggling with anything you know so when we're overlooked in the natural I said this in the first video sometimes we project to God and we feel like we're overlooked by him yeah so it's like 
I can't accept anything more because I don't think that you even think there's even more for me to do. But your word says that there is. So what I'm feeling, I know it's contradictory, but where is the space for me to grow into that? I don't think leaders understand the two worlds that we live in. We are here in the present, but a lot of times our minds are in the future. And we have to stay in the present, go in the future, see what we see where culture is heading, where we see, you know, things are heading. Create that to bring it back, to bring it into the present for to prepare people for a future world, for, for a shift that's coming. That's a hard task it's hard to navigate to live in the present but your mind is constantly in the future you're you know you have God that's showing you different things that's coming that is trying to be oh I hit the mic um that's trying to be established in the earth and bring it into layman's terms to those that are operating in the present you know we are building worlds for you to eventually live in to understand it And it's very, 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 very hard. The other thing that I think, you know, pastors, I don't think, understand that we are also scribes and historians. We are capturing and taking notes or scribing what's happening in the present for future generations to come, you know. And though we can operate at our creative power, but how much more powerful would it be if we cultivated the spiritual gifts? I believe every creative, every creative has a sense of the prophetic. I'm not saying that every creative is a prophet, but there's a level of sensitivity that comes with being creative. You have to understand the time and the seasons. You have to understand where things are shifting. You have to understand where things are going. We have prophetic. We can be prophetic. But how do I nurture that thing? How do I steward that thing? How do I not release or create art and release it before it's time? How do I take what is in me, what I've learned, all the downloads, all the wisdom that I possess? How do I take that? How do I cultivate it? How do I go and teach others around me? How do I create the disciples that God, you know, that Jesus commanded us to do, you know, Um, and understanding with the level of understanding of where we're placed in the body. Again, there's scripture about, you know, some of us are the arms, some of us are the legs. Like where our position is in the body will help us to understand our purpose. So with that being said, is how to identify what God is calling you to do. I believe one of the ways you identify is if you have a passion or desire that exists out of your characteristic. For example, I'm a high-key introvert. Everybody know I'm a high-key introvert, high-key introvert. I'm one of those people that you would not know I was at an event because I would be in a cut somewhere, <laughs> minding my business, high-key introvert. 
I get very, very anxious when I'm in a room full of a large room full of people. I get very anxious when I have to talk in front of a group. It's like my anxiety goes zero to 100. However, there's this within the past, I would say two, three years, this desire to teach hit me. I know that's not Larissa. <laughs> Riz don't like to talk. Don't let this mic fool you. This is a little easy because I'm like in a studio by myself. Um, Riz don't like talking in front of a group of people. But this passion to teach and see people gain further knowledge, to gain further understanding, to give context to where they at, to gain language to what they're feeling is like something I'm super passionate about I know that comes from the sweet Lord Jesus I know <laughs> that comes from him also I I dream so how God speaks to me is through dreams you know and I'm sorry I am I told y'all I'm hard-headed it takes me a minute to really get into think most of the time I had to dream something like three to four times to be like oh, okay okay guys really trying to talk to me so in that I have confirmation to my dreams. I also have confirma- confirmation from community uh, where people that I don't talk to just randomly come up and be like, I think you're supposed to be doing this. I think you're supposed to be teaching. Like the teaching on you is on you. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. But I know that comes from God, right? And I wrestle with it. I wrestle with it hard because it's out of my comfort zone. It's out of what I would do on a regular basis. It's... It stretches me, you know, beyond my capacity. But I, the more, like, the more that I come to terms with it, the more peace that I have in my life, if that makes sense. I know it comes from God. And the other half of it is as I push myself this year to start talking to people, to put, you know, be in rooms um, to be in the midst of a group of people and to talk and to share, I see how I dissect how things, how I process things, and then able to package it and spit it out to others. Uh, I shouldn't say spit it out. How I <laughs> chop it up, you know, and talk to things to others, it they gain understanding. They and there's so many people that have told me like, yo, I didn't know how to describe what I'm going through in life. You gave me language. And that's just pure wisdom. Half a time, I'm going to hold y'all. I don't even know what the heck I'm saying. Like, I'll say something and I'll forget <laughs> what I said. You have to come back and tell me. And I'm like, oh, that's God. You know, so but understanding that. What my spiritual gift is helps me to understand that my purpose is to help people understand complex things. You know, like I have this, I want like part of my personality is problem solving. I don't know where that came from. I just I just can troubleshoot and problem solve and literally take something as complex 
break it down in layman's term for the person who has never done video production to understand. I just have a gift for that, you know. And so I know those burning desires, those passions, those unctions, it ain't from me. It's not. It's from the Lord. Okay. And accepting that has been hard. Accepting it has been hard again because it's beyond my comfort zone. But I know that in doing so, in operating, in 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 accepting my gift and operating in it, it's helping others to understand their life more, to understand God more to understand and gain knowledge to, you know, whatever season that they're in. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to accept something when you don't have language for it, which is why it's like, man, God, I know there's a greater purpose, but I don't know. I don't even know how to define it. I don't even know, you know, where to start. And that's where I believe we're, us creatives can work together with leaders. Leaders is like very, very important. I challenge you to partner with your creatives, to pour into them, to push them in the gifts, like other gifts that God has given them. Because the more that they accept and submit the other attributes of them, the more other people will be able to operate in their own gifts if that makes sense if that makes sense so how with this whole video is or how to accept a come to resolve or if you know what you're supposed to do coming to resolve it's just yielding to god yielding to those burning passions those burning desires yielding to that and operate from the mindset of one what we are doing in the present is for future generations to look back on for them to know that God is who he said he is. If he can do it in our generation, he could do it for them in that generation. Two is understanding that us walking in our purpose, us walking you know, submitting to God and giving him a yes and doing what we believe he placed on our hearts to do is attached to somebody else's freedom, to somebody else's deliverance. So I hope this was helpful. I hope y'all resonated with this. Um, the next video is about reconstructing your relationship with God. So now that you have context of your identity, and then you have context to uh, your purpose, you know, how to identify your purpose and, you know, how to come to terms with it. How do you reconstruct your relationship with God to walk it out? So, yeah, until next time, you hit me up on all socials at Invisible Risks. And yeah.